Hi, I'm Eric. And I'm Megan. And this is Cinema Super Collider, where we're smashing up cinema one movie at a time. Greetings, my friends. We are all interested in the future, for that is where you and I are going to spend the rest of our lives. You are interested in the unknown, the mysterious, the unexplainable. That is why you are here, my friend. Can your heart stand the shocking fact about cinema, of Cinema Collider, we're taking a look at the 1989 Canadian film Things. It's one of the worst movies I've ever seen. I can agree with that state. That's a bold statement from people like us who watch a lot of bad. I was just looking at some of the things that they said about it uh, on the Wikipedia page, and there are a bunch of different critics that chimed in about this movie of years. I'm but sure. One of them was uh, Screen Anarchy described it as critically unassailable. I think that is a fair and accurate description. I don't know how you can say anything about things other than it's, if you've seen a movie that you think is the worst movie, Birdemic, Um, or Troll 2, Mm -mm. or any of that, it, this is, is worse by a mile. There are movies like Roller Gator, there are movies like Suburban Sasquatch and stuff that are well-known, you know, among circles of people who like bad movies as being the worst movies. This movie surpasses those, I feel. Oh, easily, easily. It's, it's confounding. It is a confounding experience to watch the things because you are watching a movie. That's, that's not a, there's not a question of that. But the movie was made with such small amount of skill, such a horrible plot. If you can even say that there's a plot, there's no acting chops whatsoever on display. It's hard to describe it because... It's just so bad. I'm going to try to describe it. Okay, please do, because I'm at a loss. All right. Doug and Susan want to have a child that can't, so they've been going irresponsible, satanic, or pseudoscientific, or some kind of something in order to have kids. Sure. Okay. Then Doug's brother, Don, and his friend, Fred, come up to the house where Doug is living. They have an encounter monsters being born while they drink beer and wander around a dilapidated house. And there's some monsters, which are like ants made out of paper mache and like, like, like bent coat hangers, maybe. Maybe. There's a soundtrack goes over and over about the song being a tailspin. And that's about all I got, Megan. I <laughs> I really don't know what and, else to and say. The, the thing is that Eric described a story. It, it had a beginning and it had a conflict. Oh, let's not forget that uh, porn star Amber Lynn is in this movie as well. <laughs> yes, as a newscaster who is not connected in any way to anything that is going on in the film. Okay, so those are the main elements of the film. I've, we've laid them out right there. This, this episode will be full of spoilers. If it is, is it even possible to spoil a movie like this? No, it's not, because... It's barely a movie. It's barely a movie. 
Now, the, the interesting thing is that somehow they made this movie, if you can call it that, and it ended up being like a video store shelf filler because it seemed to be in every video store in the late 80s, early 90s. For people who aren't as old as us, explain what a video store was. <laughs> well, you see, ch children's come gather around Auntie Megan, and I will tell you a tale of when you used to have to walk to a location and pick up a VHS tape or a DVD, depending on where you're in, and uh, you'd take it home and you'd watch it. You could have it for like a night or two and then bring it back. There was no such thing as streaming. No, this was back in the days when Netflix, you would get a DVD sent to you in the mail. Isn't I, that funny how, how that we transitioned from that to streaming and no one even considers like, like hard solid media anymore? I mean, it's like... It's so, it's considered to be so inconvenient that it's like, you know, virtually dead, except for weirdos like, a, you know, strange things that aren't widely available streaming. But this, is there a Blu-ray version of this? I, there must be. I've got to, you know, I'm going to look at my... Uh, I know uh, there's a DVD version of uh -huh. it. And there's, there's obviously a VHS version of it because those were the shelf fillers. Yeah. And it's obviously well known among people who like this kind of so bad it's good. Movie. But this isn't so bad it's good. No, it's this not. This is just so bad it's bad. But it's interesting. This is what I'm saying. It's like there are movies that are so bad it's good. The Room, Birdemic, so bad it's good, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Easily. Right. Yeah. This is a movie that's so bad it's bad. There are movies that are so bad it's bad, like Bad, like bad Ben, you know, that's one. But this has got like... I like Bad Ben. You, you give Bad Ben a hard time. Right. I like Bad Ben. Well, what about I, Curse of the Wolf? Curse of the Wolf is a garbage movie right. that I hate. Right. Now, but this you know what? Is, this is worse than Curse of the Wolf. Yes. But it's better than Curse of the Wolf, is it not? Mm, no. Would mm -hmm. you rather watch Things again or would you rather watch Curse of the Wolf? Again? I'd rather watch Curse of the Wolf. Really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. If okay. I never see Things again, it will be, it, I, it'll be perfectly happy with I that. I didn't know it affected you that strongly. I've seen things four or five times. I, I just want you to understand that I watched this movie sitting next to Eric on the couch, and there there were large chunks of the film where I was confused and angry and saddened, like all at the same time. I was so disappointed in this, you know, like when your mom is disappointed at you, <laughs> because it's like the only thing good I can say about it is that they really wanted to make a movie, and by God, they did. Yeah. That's about it. Um, so, so all right. So, Eric gave you guys, like, the, the TLDR, right? Okay. You have to understand that this movie, you would think that hearing that story, okay, so Doug and Susan want to have, so you would think that, like, the first scene of the movie, like, Doug and Susan talking about having a baby, like, at the doctor's <laughs> office, or, you know, like, trying to conceive, or anything. But no, what the, the movie starts off with, uh, a a woman in a devil mask disrobing and Doug who you know we're in, not in a in a non-furnished actual in a basement. basement it's in like, like I will give them credit for shooting an actual basement it's the most realistic looking basement I've they ever didn't seen do, in a movie. they did no set dressing they did no prep work they just went down whatever house they shot in they were like the basement is where we're gonna have if the sexy part if you have like a VHS recorder from 1988 is the perfect thing to record video of an actual real life basement because it looks exactly like it feels. Yeah. It's crummy. Yeah. <laughs> in every way. It's it's dark, it's dank. It's got weird like metal bits just like laying around in stacks of like garbage. There's like a shower 
I mean, she's the 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 sexy, they, yeah. sexy surrogate prostitute woman with a devil mask on. And when I say devil mask, I mean like when you go to the the Target. No, not even it's the like Target. a dollar store. When you go to the dollar store and you get like the child's Halloween costume that has the plastic molded face that just has the eyes cut out with a little elastic band. This is the this is the style of mask we we're talking. Yes, and so this model disrobes. She's a, she is, in fact, a hooker. Oh, that's right. That's uh, <laughs> the, the filmmakers. Instead of just putting out like a casting note, like we need a woman who's will, you know, have partial nudity. They're like, well, no, no self-respecting woman would want to do that. Let's go find an actual prostitute and pay her to be in the movie. But she didn't want her face shown. She didn't want her face shown. <laughs> she was like, she was like, yeah, fuck it, I'll get naked for you, but can't can't show my face. And that's the only nudity we see in the movie. Yes. Which is confusing since we have porn star Amber Lynn in the movie. Right. Porn star Amber Lynn said you didn't you couldn't pay you me. You did enough not pay me enough. To get my clothes off in this. And I mean Amber Lynn And that's fair all, enough. Pretty much all she ever did was be get in movies and, and do she was a hardcore porn star from Yes. What like the eighties. The eighties. Yeah. That's yes. And uh uh <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and she's used. Uh, she's, I, I, it's, I'm. We haven't. I gave you the synopsis using the Wikipedia page as a cheat to try to help me. It's get hard through to the put synopsis the sentences together because mostly nothing happens in this. Various people die off. I think. Uh, I mean, the, the the sad thing is like Fred, the favorite, my favorite character, and yours. Yeah, Fred. And and when I say that there is no acting talent on this all, there is no acting talent on display at all. There are really just three actors in there's here, just, and there's, Susan a little bit. She dies very quickly. Mm. Yeah. The, so there's there's the three guys: Doug, Don, and Fred. Is it important to know their names? No, because there's really there's no character development whatsoever. The the most charismatic of them though is Fred, the friend, who in actual like filmmaking could not be there for certain chunks of time, so they just had him disappear at, at one point. To the fifth and sixth dimension. <laughs> the third, through, fourth, and fifth dimensions. Third, fourth, and fifth dimensions through a mouse hole in the kitchen. Right. Well, like so. Those, so at the very. D- does this make sense to you so far? No, it's fine because that's exactly what it's like watching this movie. It's uh, okay. So it's shot. I don't know how it's shot. I guess it's. I, I guess it's shot on film. It was. Um, it there. We did see in the credits that there was a video transfer that was done. It so. was shot on film. So somebody had a film camera. Yes. And there was some kind of lighting because you could see things, some of the, 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 the things and, and uh, not things. And that. speaking as a, as a person who worked in the theater lighting, uh, I think they just turned on the lights in the house. That's honestly what I think the lighting was. First of all, the house was just a shitty, <laughs> rundown, like ex-urban kind of like crap shack. I mean, it, it wasn't... A, uh, a camping shack or something like that. No, it's not like a cabin. Uh, it wasn't a cabin. It was a house, but it was a really rundown, crummy house. So my question, was the house like somebody in the cast or like associated with someone in the cast or was it just so shitty that they could rent it for the duration of filming? I don't know. I, I don't know that it that would even. I don't know that we could even look that up. I may maybe we could try. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna be. We, we the are not gonna spend any extra time researching more than what we already have because things does not deserve it. 
No. No. <laughs> no, but I'm kind of reminded if anyone has seen American Movie, yes. it's a, a mm-hmm. documentary about COVID. these yeah, <laughs> these two kind of weirdo friends uh, from Canada, I think, yeah, right? I think I, this is also no, a, it's called American Movie. Oh yeah, it is. It's got to be like Minnesota or something or like Ohio that. Ohio like, or some shit yeah, like that. It's somewhere in the vast flyover state version of America. But it's called American Movie and there's like these two kind of weirdo friends. One of them just passed away, by yes, the way. It's kind did. of sad. They're kind of like alcoholic losers, and they want to make this movie called Coven, about a, a witch coven, but he calls it a coven for some reason. They get all of their friends and family and scrape together as many pennies as they can do to try and get this movie made. And the documentary about these two guys doing it, it's kind of sad and sort of hopeful at the same time and very sort of instructive and weird. And I would recommend you see that movie. I don't know about things. Look, I, I would explain things this way. I was I was telling Megan this before we watched the movie because I was so excited to to watch her watch the movie. I've seen it multiple times. I don't need to see it again. But I like to watch somebody who hasn't seen it watching it, if that makes any sense at all. Right? Yes. Mm-hmm. So what I was saying is, like, this is a movie that has the power to change your life. And I mean by that, that after you watch things... You are now a different person than you were before you watched things. It has created a a neurochemical reaction in your brain that now you have seen the movie Things and you will never forget it. You might forget details about it, but you will never forget having seen it and you will never forget some of the important details of the movie and the fact that it's so bad. It's, It's so bad that it's... It's not so bad that it's good. It's so bad that it's unique in a, uh, as it said, critically unassailable way. I mean, it's just, it's it's just so bad. Yes. You'll never you'll never unsee it. It's not like oh, I wasted two hours of, or one and a half hours of my life bad uh, because you know you feel like you wasted your time watching that. I don't. Well. I mean, I feel like, I feel like, no, I don't feel like I wasted my, because now I can say that I have seen it. But if I was to watch it again, that would be a waste of time. Well, I don't know. You and I might have a little bit. It's, look, you, I, look, you also really like Curse of Wolf. I do, yeah. Yeah. So I think this is, I think this is the, this is the this line. This is like the Malort my, of movies. Yes. <laughs> oh my God. Yes. This is the Malort of movies. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. It's like you have to make your friend watch it. Right. But they probably... To see their face when they try it. Right. And then they'll hate you for it and at gatherings. Yes, but they will all make their friends try it. Probably. Okay. If you're not from Chicago, Malort is popular local... uh, What would you call it? Spirit. It's a spirit. Yeah, it's it's like a, um, a cordial, something like that. I mean, it's 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 hard alcohol, but with a extremely bitter, nasty flavor it's, that most people in, hate. Infused with wormwood, I think, right? Uh, I no, that's absent. Oh, that's absent. Right, this right, right. is infused with burning tires. Oh I my think, god, really? It, it, I mean, it tastes like burning tires. Eric yeah. loves it. Well, I do, I do, and and I I think you know my love for things is something like that. It's I think it is. It's like it it's like my love of of salted licorice. It's like it tickles some sort of weird nerve inside my body that nothing else can reach. Mm-hmm. You know, it's so bad. It goes from being so bad it's good to being so bad it's bad to being so bad it's unique to being so bad it's like you have to show it to everybody. It's like when you drink milk and it's sour and you give it to your friend and you say, "Here, taste this," mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And it's like, I don't want to taste it. No, it's like, come on, taste it, taste it. Well, and here's the weird thing about 
is when I first started watching them, it gave me very strong Eraserhead vibe. But if Eraserhead, <laughs> no, but if Eraserhead was made by like a film student who was just really into David Lynch and trying desperately to mimic his style, but the, there's none of the intention, actual intention in the film. But there's a lot of things that like would not be out of place in a thing where it's like people. <laughs> would you say the movie was shot in color? That's a question for you. I think it was. Yes, it was. I think I mean, it was. I think the problem was is that they had no idea how to light anything. It's almost like it's in black and white. Well, it's not in black and white. No, it's, it's in, not. It's in blue and white. Well, it's that shitty film, like blue, like they didn't, they didn't grade the film correctly. So it's got no, that, they didn't grade the film at all. They didn't grade. They, they didn't know. Grade. And the audio drops in and out. You know, there's the no audio, tone. There's no consistency of tone. Now, the people make fun of James Nguyen for his audio, like on Birdemic and things like that. The audio on this film is so bad, partially due to the fact that they clearly didn't know what they were doing, but also they did a ton of ADR, where there's like because I think partially because they never had the entire cast on set to film things. There's a very the, the infamous scene in this movie, which I think a lot of hardcore things fans replicate or, you know, revel in. Is I wonder if there's like a con, a things, a things con. con. I don't think, I think it's pretty niche. I think super fans of things. I don't know if I'd want to do a thing on. Well, but you know, a thing. It'd be interesting to see who is there. A things con would be so much more fun than watching the movies. Cause unless you, you, <laughs> you unless distill, you get like, murdered or something. You distill everything down into like just the highlights. So the, the scene that I'm talking about is the cheese making, cheese sandwich making scene. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. There is a cheese sandwich making scene in this movie that goes on for about six and a half minutes, it's, I would say. It's, and it's ridiculous. The setup is like, oh, I found this like really old, nasty bread in refrigerator. The refrigerator has all kinds of shit. It, it's got tape recorders, jackets. Uh, movies satanic ritual guides yeah no the guy takes that tape recorder out and he's taking off his jacket he doesn't know where else to put it so he's like, i'll put it in the freezer i'll just put it in the freezer that's the logic of this film i found a tape recorder in my my refrigerator so i will put my jacket in the freezer boom right done. let's turn on the tv and watch the bestiality channel yes that is a line in this film though not my favorite line What's your favorite line? My favorite line is... Oh, they they ate Susan. (laughs) They ate Susan. They They ate ate her her to the the skull. skull. (laughs) Poor Susan. So Susan is... uh, I don't even know what to say. It's 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 hard hard to... to, Because there's no entry point. There's literally... The movie just starts. Wait, no. I made a point yesterday when we were talking about them, and I stand by it. Most movies rely on a certain degree of exposition. Explain the larger concepts that are going in the film. When Eric gave his synopsis of this film, or the Wikipedia synopsis of this, you would think that like, oh, okay, they will explain that, you know, they wanted to have a baby and then they had this da-da-da-da-da. No, this movie has no exposition. None. Not a drop. Maybe like one line of exposition in the entire run of the film. No one explains who anyone is. No one has any sort of... Uh, emoting moments where they're sad or they're happy or or anything like that no one explains why this experiment has taken place cut to amber lynn reading off a cue card way to her right (laughs) poor amber lynn she was look she was she's like the newscaster from uh such as seals from birdemic Birdemic. yeah exactly she's reading these news items that bear no relation whatsoever 
no to what's going on in they the just, film i think and and i think that the directors actually they included her in the film to sell the movie because because look no one's gonna be interested in seeing a movie from some noter writer combo that has no stars in it and <laughs> we want to see Amberlynn not naked in a movie well I mean, you know, at very least people might know who she's and be mm-hmm. like, why is she in a horror movie? She might movie? be a good actor. Who knows? Maybe I mean, I'll get to see her boobs. Given a chance, yeah. <laughs> but yes, they. I don't think they gave her a script. I think they just gave her cue cards, which they put to the extreme right of where she was standing. So as she's like doing her lines, she has to look like over all the... She can't turn her head because the camera that is filming her is filming her dead on. So she has to look over and all you see is like the whites of her eyes because she can't she can't read any other way. Yeah, it's um, so. So anyway, like Don and Fred come into the house and then there's a bit about drinking beer. There are more scenes where people open beer, drink beer, discuss beer. Right. Than there are, I think, any other things in this movie. Don is drinking a beer and he says it tastes like a wolf from Senegal or something in West Africa. And then he dumps out half of the beer and then fills Canadian tap water and then drinks I, the rest of the beer. I think he says American tetter. Ameri- good old American tap water. Sure. Because they keep dropping references to places in the United States, but they are not in states. It's no, very clear. It's, everything's a, a boot. A boot. Sorry. Yes, yeah. I'm sorry. Then there's the thing about making sandwiches. They're making cheese sandwiches and one of the guys puts a bug on Doug's sandwich. Or Don's sandwich. Don's sandwich. Right. Doug puts... A bug on his brother's sandwich as a joke. And he says it'll be yummy in his tummy. And he eats the sandwich with the bug on it and says, oh, the sandwich is not that great. And then but just imagine, cut to the next scene. Imagine if David Lynch had this scene. We would have like... Uh, You'd have a close-up of the teeth or something going Eating the, the sandwich yeah. and the spider coming out. And like one of the guys in the room would just be staring off into the mirror, just like very like fixated on something you can't see. And we'd have like... We'd actually have some lighting. There'd be some like slow blinking lights around where Doug was and sitting. And we'd have some sort of weird uh, like industrial sound behind it playing like a whooshing. And, and all of Doug's lines would have been in reverse and played <laughs> in, in, you know, in the opposite In way. other words, they would have tr- attempted to do something artistic that, to raise it beyond like barely visible and barely audible. Yes, but but I could see it working. If you just, if you, ga- if you gave things to David Lynch and hey man, do something with it, he would. <laughs> it's it's so it's so perplexing to talk about this film because i just don't know what they were thinking look, look it takes a lot of dedication and time and effort to make even a crummy shit movie like this sure. i mean it really does they had to film a lot of stuff over a period of time mm-hmm. with obviously untrained actors and filmmakers and filmmakers and try to tell some kind of story, and they did it, and released it as a movie, and it went to video stores all over the place as shelf fare, which you were describing. I mean, it's just like in old video stores, you had to have your video shelves filled with movies, and all the popular movies would be rented, and you couldn't get them. There was, it wasn't streaming. You couldn't have infinite copies of sure. something. So if you wanted to watch Back to the Future 2 or whatever, and it wasn't in the video store, you'd have to find a movie that was sitting there. And so every video store needed to have like hundreds of movies just to be on the shelf so that people would come and at least have a chance of seeing something, right? And this movie got itself into a bunch of video stores 
where a bunch of people saw it by accident and and developed I don't know myxomatosis or something. It's a terrible, <laughs> some terrible disease. So okay, so l- let's just let's just maybe backtrack in here. So remember the part where the the <laughs> the people were wanting to have a baby. Yeah. Okay, so that that doesn't we never see the two of them really attempting to do this or even discussing this. But we are led to, to infer because we're given no information that an experimental process has been done upon Susan. Yeah, there's a doc somebody. Dr. Lucas. Dr. Lucas, sure. I think that's his name. And so we, we, are, we are shown Dr. Lucas in one scene. Do we, do we get any kind of exposition or explanation why we're seeing him? He's essentially just carving up a person. No. no. <laughs> <laughs> so there, there's a good like five minute scene where I don't know what I'm looking at. Is this going to be the antagonist? Is this the big bad? No, no, no. There's no, there's no big bad. There's no well, nothing. There's no real story here. No, I understand that. Yeah. But this is early enough in the movie where I am asking this question. Oh, because, yeah, sure. because silly me, I'm assuming yeah. that this movie will at least follow the basics of plot Well, if you'd listened to the Cinema Superclear episode ahead of time and known. Well, I'm in, a weird, ti- yet, I'm in yeah. a weird time warp right now because yeah. I can't do both. But so okay, okay. So, okay. So, so we so we see a doctor doing things. <laughs> things. Yes. And then we we see Susan exploding into goop. Yeah, she's pregnant with a thing. You would not know that she's pregnant though, because we haven't really like No, you don't really know, not at all. We, yeah, you you can't really tell. There's no way to tell. And no one says anything about thing, at least not right away. No, you can only make sense of it by later on sort of backtracking to see. Because you don't know who she is or why she's even there at no, the beginning. No, she's I mean, just like, in bed having tea. Because you saw the guy at the beginning having sex with the hooker. or no, He didn't even have sex with her. They just went he into said, a shower that she, was well, not on. Well, she came out with some weird baby, right? She came out oh, with that's her. That's right. The movie does, it starts with a, a prostitute wearing a devil, a child's devil mask. The guy, the the wanted in full frontal. In yes, you see everything except her face. It's like a Kubrick film, right? And then. and yes, and there's this like repeated, "I want a baby." I be it, like creepily under the the sort of soundtracks. I want a baby. I want a baby. I want a baby. And and she's like, oh, he's like, well, let us go make the baby. She's like, no, no, I already have the baby. And then she hands him like a bundle, a bundle, and. And the, but then he and wakes then he, up. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. That's right. It's all it's, a dream. Oh, sure. Why it's a dream? Why it's a dream? I don't know. Oh, I, I don't know. This is, it, just don't know. But yes, so so at, at a certain point, Susan explodes, and we're led to believe that she give. I say we're led to believe because, again, no one explains anything. Uh, these ant creatures, which Eric had previously described, appear. We are to assume she gave birth to them or that they erupted from her. They are... I would say poorly animated or barely animated. I think there's just a dude underneath a blanket jiggling. It's, it's, un. I cannot understand how someone would film that and think that somehow that would be okay. Well, that's what this, this is what this movie does. It's like, it's, I just don't understand what the people making this movie thought it was going to look like. Mm-hmm. I mean, they had, did they not know? It, it, I mean, it would seem so. It's it's so just so confounding. It's confounding. It's just peculiar that someone could make something this bad unknowingly, uh, and yet I'm I do not believe that this is intentionally made to be this bad. 
I think that they really felt like they were thing. And I think that the difference between the, the two guys that made things and somebody like Neil Breen, James Nguyen, is Neil Breen and James Nguyen, they kind of have good taste in And they know how to do like shot, reverse shot, close up, establishing right. shot, all of the just standard things that you do when you film a movie so that it, one scene leads to another in a semi-coherent way. Right, because they've been watching... People like Hitchcock and... You don't need to know the terminology for no, this you, stuff. No, you just, just like... It's like you've watched... If you've seen if you've movies seen in it, your life, you know how it goes. Well, and like somebody like James Nguyen, he's so in love with film and he's so in love with these directors that he idolizes that when he attempts to make movies, when he does make movies, there's no attempt. He makes movies. When he makes his movies, he is at very least trying to follow a framework that they have, they have put forth. And he's humorously inept at doing it. Right. But he's, he's, he's very earnestly making, like, his attempt is genuine. He's not just doing it to make money. Well, I mean, I don't, honestly, I don't know how much more we can talk about this movie in terms of narrative or anything, because <laughs> there, there really isn't any. And, well, you've and, heard the story, guys. And, well, eventually, everybody dies. Eventually, everybody dies. Eventually, end. everybody dies. But my question is, that my, the thing I'm interested in, why am I kind of obsessed with the movie? Why do I find it not so bad it's good, but so bad it's interesting? And how does this rank in terms of all of the worst of the worst movies we've seen? I think we both agree that this movie was not as bad as the uh, the Nazi Nutcracker movie. That was Nutcracker offensive. 3D movie. Nutcracker in 3D is just an offensive movie. That's not good. Nutcracker 3D makes me want to hurt somebody. <laughs> I don't know if I want to hurt anyone, but it, but it's, I do. I want to. I want. I really want to like punch somebody. It is legitimately an offensive film that is poorly made, and everybody involved in that film should have known better. It's it. That's that's a terrible, terrible movie. I like movie cats. Now, like, well, I mean, look, look, we cannot like cats, but the thing is that it's an adaptation of source material that's very popular. I'm just saying, among the worst movies we've seen. We, oh, I wouldn't we call hate cats. Snowpiercer. I but know it's, a lot it's of a competently like made movie. Snowpiercer, but yeah, it is a competently made movie. And we also like incompetently made movies. Sure. Like City Dragon, I think, is a fun movie, and it's extremely in- incompetent. It is. But However, it, it has a plot. It, ha- it, it Well, this movie does have a plot. We outlined the plot. I mean, it does well, have a plot. I, I guess. It's very... I, I mean... It's just, it's so hard to describe. I mean, it's like, if it's like seeing something you've never seen before. It's no like a color made. out of space, you know? <laughs> like, what color is this? I this don't is, even know. So you're saying that this movie is a Lovecraftian nation? It almost is. Kind I mean, the movie is. itself is kind of Lovecraftian. We just uh, 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 saw a uh, screening of The Thing today uh, in, in real life uh, at a movie theater, and it was interesting to see uh, John Carpenter's The Thing and how great that was. And it had that Lovecraftian feel, you know, the monsters were so hideous and deformed that it like you could imagine it would make you lose your mind Mm. to see it. Now, this movie is there's nothing in it that is so good that it would make you lose. But you almost lose your mind a little bit watching the movie. I think it's like having your brain drained. I think the the thing for me that that kind of it really just. It pushed it into an area where I like just couldn't I couldn't I couldn't find words right now. No one reacts to anything in like Doug is married to Susan. Susan explodes with ants. 
I guess. Ant creatures. Things. They're things. What are they? About two feet long, maybe? They're like two feet long. They've got like needles for teeth and... They don't really move. They don't really move because I don't think they can. I think they just they just made some. Like, they're, they look like they're kind of made out of foam. It, it's like it's like grade school kids could have made better ant monsters. If you gave... If you gave a bunch of grade school kids like like crumpled up newspaper and some wheat paste and told them to make some sort of scary ants, they could do a better job. Oh yeah, easily. But but the but my point is is that, you know, his wife has just died a horrible death and is laying dead upstairs on the second floor of their house and there's no reaction. What- well, and all this shit's coming down and and uh, nobody leaves. No, Everybody it- just stays in the house. <laughs> I got excited and I hit the mic because no one fucking leaves. There's tons of ants around. And so what does our protagonist Don do? He goes to sleep on the couch. A disgusting couch. This is a really gross couch. The, pretty much everything in this apartment is house. Is How really does that gross. couch rate compared to your bullpen couch from the past? Oh, you've talked about before. I don't know. This couch was more disgusting. It had I, to be. It had to have been because it had like protoplasm on it. It did. Yeah, the cat. The <laughs> it had like 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 cheese sandwich crumbs. It had on cheese it. sandwich. It and had moldy was, cheese sandwich right. crumbs on it. And there was a dog there in the movie too for a while. Yeah, the dog, the dog gets killed. I mean, it's off, a horror. Off it's, camera. It's a yeah, horror movie. Sure. Yeah. 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 The uh, mm, dog. Uh, oh, d- uh, another confounding thing. There is a electric chainsaw which needs to be <laughs> plugged in via an extension cord so that i bet that exists no i i i don't i don't think that there's any problem with a plug-in chainsaw because i'm pretty sure that that must exist somewhere um it's just it seems kind of weird for a horror movie when you're it's not an odd choice when you're not actually chainsawing anything so the chainsaw doesn't need to be on i i don't know it, there's it, we run out of stuff to say but Okay, let me ask you one more question. Would would you recommend this? Oh fuck no! You wouldn't recommend this to anybody. Only people you hate. Would you? Would you wouldn't get enjoyment out of watching somebody watch this movie? Would you? No. Uh, Only people you hate. Well, I don't know. If it was like a big group of people, and it's yeah, I guess it's sort of like Malort. It's like yeah, I might actually kind of. I don't know that I'd subject them to the whole film though. Like. Yeah, you have to watch the whole I film. Guess. You have to do it. It's like a dare. It's like doing something. It's like doing something on a dare, but it doesn't make you sick or cause you any permanent damage. I don't think. I hope. Now that we've seen, <laughs> now that we've seen it, do you feel slightly brain damaged? Yes. Now that oh yes. Uh huh. One hundred percent. Yeah. I don't even like. I'm trying to remember. Like I, I want to like talk about more beats in this movie that are important, but there are none. There's, there's. There's just mayhem, but not interesting mayhem, like cool moving mayhem. It's like when, when your car gets hit by another car, but the cars are only moving 10 miles an hour. At any point in time, someone turned the wheel and avoided getting hit. Yeah, it's a slow motion disaster as it, it kind of unfolds in front, of your, in front of your face. I would say in terms of recommendation that if you've heard all that we've said and this sounds like something you want to see, then I recommend it. If you've heard all that we said and you want to feel like you, you want to run away as fast as possible, then you should definitely see this. <laughs> you got yourself in a tailspin. 
Thanks for listening to Cinema Super Collider. You can find us online at anchor.fm, but you can also subscribe to our podcast via any of the major podcast networks, including the Apple Store, Spotify, and others. If you'd like to email us, you can reach us at cinemasupercast at gmail.com. Thanks, and we hope to see you again in the future. Yeah.